there. This is Alana, and you are listening to the Praying Christian Women podcast. I'm here with Jamie, bringing you another midweek mini-sode. How's it going, Jamie? Good. I'm really enjoying these midweek conversations. I think these are really fun. I've been enjoying the series. It has been fun because like, there are some things that I'm like, oh, this would be cool to chat with Jamie about on the podcast, but maybe not enough to be like, we're going to spend an hour, you know, talking about one Bible verse or something. So I'm enjoying it too. And hopefully the listeners are. Yeah. I feel like it's, and having the option of something a little shorter is just, I know Mm -hmm. I like podcasts where I'm like, oh, I could just listen to that for, you know, on my commute to somewhere or whatever. Mm -hmm. So So yeah, shout out to all the commuters drive safely and, or uh, commute safely wherever you're going. Yeah. If you're watching us on YouTube, don't look down. That is true. Or whatever. Yeah. Don't watch us on YouTube while you drive. Keep your eyes on the road. All right. Well, today we are continuing our mini series on prayers through the New Testament. So today we're going to be chatting about Hebrews 13, 18 through 21. Do you want to read that for us? Sure. Pray for us. We are sure that we have a clear conscience and desire to live honorably in every way. I particularly urge you to pray so that I may be restored to you soon. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of sheep, equip you with every good thing for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So I think this is another example. We talked about this once with one of Paul's prayers of kind of like a benediction that is itself a prayer, mm-hmm. right? So we we almost have two ways. I could say, Jamie, I hope and pray that you have a great day. Or if I wanted to use even stronger language, I could say, Jamie, may you have a great day. May you be blessed today. Or I could say, dear God, please bless Jamie and help her have <laughs> a great day. And I don't know that there's, you know, in terms of which is more effective, I don't think there's truly a difference, right? Because even when you and I are chatting, Sometimes we come away from a chat and we're like, okay, that was not that it was prayer, but it was prayerful because as we're talking about things, I'm praying for you. You're praying for me. We know that God is kind of with us as the omniscient third party listening in. So yeah. Yeah. I love that. Cause it's just a one more way to take prayer out of the box, out of, you know, out of the cookie right. cutter and, and right. just be like, you know, prayer is whatever, whatever you're doing in a way that's basically sharing it with God or, mm-hmm. you know, bringing it to God mm-hmm. in his presence. I mean, I'm, yeah. I've just thought of the terrible tragedy in Nashville um, that happened recently and just how sometimes our, our prayers can be lamenting in God's presence when you don't have the words, or it could Mm -hmm. be talking with someone in a way that's God help us, you know? And Mm -hmm. so it's, I I just think that there are times um, when it's just really useful to have these kinds of tools, different ways of looking at prayer or, you know, ways, Mm -hmm. different ways of expressing prayer in our tool belt. Right. Yeah. And I like how you put it, just kind of praying out of the box. So let's start, this is kind of divided into two halves. The first a couple verses are more pray. So it starts with pray for us. So it's kind of his prayer list. So pray for us. We are sure we have a clear conscience and desire to live honorably in every way. I particularly urge you to pray so that I may be restored to you soon. So first of all, it's him requesting prayer 
of the of the readers and you know sometimes even that's hard like so Jamie, you and I have gotten really used to it in our prayer partnership. Hey, how can I be praying for you? And then, you know, that's almost like we we need like an hour and a half <laughs> if one of us is going to ask that question because it usually, you know, can, can go kind of lengthy. Um, but there are some people where if you were to ask them, hey, how can I pray for you? They, they might not know what to say. It might feel weird or, or awkward. And I mean, I can even think in my case, like if I don't know you well and trust you and you say, how can I pray for you? I'm not going to bear the darkest secrets of my soul, <laughs> you know, like I would with you that I've known for what, 10 plus years now. Yeah. It's like funny. You should ask, let me just reveal all of these things that are really right. heavy. You, know, you, <laughs> you have layers for sure. For sure. So, and I think that that's yeah. smart. I think that, you know, I'm sure it's, something we've touched on, but maybe not done a whole episode about, but just being discerning when you do pray with others, because mm -hmm. just because someone says, Hey, can I pray with you? It doesn't mean that they are praying to the same God we are. It doesn't mean that they are praying in the same way that we're even just culturally comfortable with. So yeah, when I, when I pray with somebody for the very first time, I do go into it with some guards around my spirit Whereas, you know, with you, I've been, you know, we've been praying together for over a decade. So I, I don't go into being like, oh, I hope Jamie doesn't pray something that I don't want to agree with. Right. Because when you go into prayer with somebody, you do kind of without the guards, you are kind of giving your assent and your amen to whatever mm. they say. And until you know that this is a person that you can trust like that that's not a wise position to put yourself in in my opinion yeah that is a good point that's definitely a good point i like how he um is pretty specific in his prayer mm -hmm. request he said i particularly urge you to pray so mm -hmm. that i may be restored to you soon which is kind of like okay this is a very specific prayer mm -hmm. you know you got all these other things you might be praying for me but you know this yeah. is specifically and it's not super flowery like a lot of the time so we don't know who wrote hebrews but when we read paul's prayers for example when he's praying for the churches it can get very very flowery and he is definitely praying for their spiritual wholeness and wellness and this one in verse 19 it's just it like you said it's very straightforward and practical pray that i could come visit you soon yeah. Right. So I think sometimes we might feel like we need to only pray about the very, very, very spiritual things. But it makes tons of sense to pray and to ask for prayer for the very practical side of things, too. You know, we have some missionaries at our church and they travel around a lot. And every time they're about to travel, they just send out a quick email. Hey, can you pray for us? We're going from Singapore to, you know, I don't know, Australia or something. It's just a quick, hey, can you pray that everything goes smoothly with the traveling? Yeah. Let's go into the the benediction, right? The blessing. And this is even how we we close our episodes. And to be totally honest, I think in a way we were just at the very beginning, like, hey, how should we close our episodes? Well, let's put in a blessing, right? Like, yeah. I don't know that there was a, we didn't fast for 40 days in order to decide how to close a praying Christian woman no, podcast and, episode. <laughs> and we've been doing that since we were prevailing prayer. Like we did that right, from the very, right. very beginning. And yeah. yeah. And I think it's a really nice way because, well, for me, it was really nice because um, I'm just not like 
when I was younger, growing up in a kind of a more like liturgical church, mm-hmm. we did, we had a benediction, but mm-hmm. now, you know, just in a non-denominational Christian church, we don't really have that. And I just mm-hmm. having that brought back, um, it's just they, uh, the, the blessings, the benedictions, like they can be very beautiful and very, like you said, it's, it's a different way to pray over someone. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I just feel like, um, like that, that can bring a degree of comfort. It can bring like, um, I don't know when I think of a blessing or a benediction, I also think of, um, can't remember who it was that I was talking to on the podcast one time years ago mm-hmm. that was talking about just the power of like the the authority that you have as yeah. a parent to bless your children mm-hmm. and you know just that those um I don't know that you when you start thinking in terms of your blessings having power maybe it was you was it you were you talking I know about- we've had those kinds of conversations yeah, yeah. but just mm-hmm. basically to to think about that and there is mm-hmm. so much power i think in not just praying for someone but praying a blessing or a benediction over someone yes. in a way that they can hear that they can receive it um because that is just i don't there's a lot of power in that for them to hear that blessing that you're praying over them and this is a kind of a safe way of I think bridging that may I pray for you um I don't know it could be creepy too if you're like oh no may the Lord blah 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 you know it is strange right because we're not used to using that language but it is really powerful you know I think about the people in the Old Testament who you know they would give kind of deathbed blessings to their descendants and those turn into you know prophetic words from God as to kind you know I'm thinking about um Israel and in blessing each of the 12 sons and those turned into prophecies over them. I mean, it it can be powerful, but it can be weird being on the receiving end, right? Right. If you're doing it in this particular way, but if you're writing someone Mm -hmm. a note and you say, and I just, I just pray that God would give you this Mm -hmm. and this and would bless you in this area. That could be, you know, just rather than writing out a prayer or just mm-hmm. saying a prayer over someone, you could just say, I am praying that yeah. the God of peace would, would just meet you in your time of need right now, or yeah. you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. just saying it in a way that I am praying for you, but not just, Oh yeah, I'll be praying for you. It's right. I am praying specifically that God will accomplish this in your life. And I think that could be a nice bridge between may I pray for you and sitting there with Mm -hmm. your hands folded and eyes closed and just letting someone know in a very specific way as you're kind of basically praying for them, Mm -hmm. how you'll be praying Mm -hmm. for them. Yeah. Well, and this is something that you can practice, like to be totally honest, I wouldn't be comfortable, like even for my kids, like (laughs) saying, may God do this, like just because the language is so different. Exactly. But I love the power that is in that language. I think that in a way, that's probably why it feels a little bit weird to me. It's like, this is, this is powerful stuff we're dealing with. Like you don't, you don't jump into it super naively, but I could see like for someone like me, I love the idea of speaking a blessing like this, like a, you know, kind of the old school version of a benediction over somebody, Mm -hmm. but it feels really weird to me. So what I could do is almost practice it like between myself and God first, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like we've talked before about visual prayers and, you know, like using our imagination. So what I might do 
I might picture you, Jamie, like in front of me. And I might picture like even putting my hands on your shoulders or something and saying like, may God do this and this and this, may God do all these beautiful things in your life. Um, but since it's just me and my imaginary Jamie and God, it feels a little bit safer for me to kind of practice that type of blessing so that maybe by the next time we get together, I would be more comfortable doing something like that in person. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's true for any kind of prayers. Um, you know, just uh, it kind of brings us to a different topic, which we're not going to get too deep mm -hmm. into. But if you are uncomfortable with praying out loud, it is helpful to practice prayer mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. private while picturing yeah. a person there. It can be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes I know picturing myself, and this is just kind of a weird mental hack. I, I don't want to ascribe a ton of like spiritual mumbo jumbo to it. If I'm really distracted in my prayers, or if I really need more focus on what I have, sometimes I will picture myself like sitting in a prayer group or sitting across from, you know, like a, another person praying. And it just, it helps me to, to kind of focus um, and I, so for people who are uncomfortable praying in groups, when you're alone praying with God, even just kind of picturing that might help you take a baby step closer to being comfortable praying in a group. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, let's just go ahead and say it like nobody's forced to pray out loud either, right? Like you can be an amazing intercessor and never once speak a prayer out loud. But if you feel called, if you kind of want to get over some of those fears, but don't know how, that's a, that's an okay place to start. And I think we just did an episode on that recently, right? How to get more comfortable praying out loud. Mm -hmm. So I want to go back to this benediction because I think what I love that this author is praying May God equip you with everything good for doing his will. So to throw out just kind of a, an equivalent of a just for fun or to put you on this spot, Jamie, like, what would that look like for you? Like if, if God gave me, like, I will, I will give you, um, a hundred percent, like a yes and an amen to this request. And my request is, okay, equip Jamie with everything good for doing your will. What is God lavishing on you? as a result of that prayer? I would say first would be confidence in my ability to do the things, because I think a lot mm -hmm. of times that holds me back is just not mm -hmm. feeling confident that I can do the things that I'm either feeling God calling me to do or things that I would like to do. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I would say ears to hear direction. Mm -hmm. So confidence that of what God wants me to do, because I can, you know, I can have tremendous faith in God, but if I don't trust that I'm hearing him right, that can be a huge roadblock. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I would say confidence in, in my ability through, you know, Christ who strengthens me to get the things done, confidence in what God is calling me to do. Um, and I would say probably focus and mm -hmm. faith are two things just definitely just focus in the practical every day like mm -hmm. not getting distracted by mm -hmm. the other things around me the other voices the other mm -hmm. you know demands and then um just faith that 
no matter what, that what I am doing, you know, basically faith in terms of the opposite of fear, because sometimes I think we fear for different reasons, doing the things God has called us to do because they're scary. Sometimes, sometimes they're out of our Mm -hmm. comfort zone. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they're, yeah. So I would say those four things come to mind. Are you, what do you think? Yeah. So equip you with everything good for doing his will. I always try to encourage myself. Like, I think I would start kind of like, okay, well, you know, good energy. That's always a good one. But then, you know, I always try to be like, okay, am I asking God for too little? Like, so again, this is just our hypothetical. We're not getting into theological waters here. Hypothetically, God has come down to both you and me and saying, I'm going to give you anything you need to do my will. And so I don't want to I don't want to ask for anything too small, right? That's a good point. So I'm picturing, okay, God, give us the retreat center so that we can have a, I don't know, a 24-7 prayer vigil for millennia to come. I mean, why not? (laughs) No, I love that because, yeah, you can't, I mean, I kind of was thinking in abstract terms, but you're right. Mm -hmm. There are some very clear Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I picture this is one of my favorite stories is picturing Francis Chan, which is a similar to a George Mueller story of yeah. the milk truck mm-hmm. that breaks down. You know, Francis Chan is having this big, huge event for uh, an outreach for homeless people, I think, or something. Mm-hmm. And they end up having a uh, like Trader Joe's calls them because yeah. their electricity went out and they need to get rid of a ton of meat. And so they're like, you know, they I mean, those kinds of things like that's mm-hmm. that's stuff that that's sure equipping them with everything that they need, you know, financially Mm -hmm. and practically. And yeah, no, that's, that's very good. And I think it's such a good reminder because we do, I think tend to pray small or we, Mm -hmm. it's like, and, and some of it is this, this crazy thing that I just keep finding myself doing, which is trying to protect God. Like I know ask for something too big. I know I'm going to still believe in him, if it doesn't come through, because I know he doesn't always give us everything that we want. Mm-hmm. But what about these other people that are involved? You know, are they, is right. that going to make I him know. look bad to them? Or yeah. is it going to, um, or maybe I don't want to be disappointed. I don't mm-hmm. want my, fa- I, I'm protecting this faith, Yeah, you know, that I don't want to ask him for something too big because then, yeah, you know, like what if that's it's, too much? Right. Well, it's almost the same thing that like, fake psychics will do. Like they'll give you advice that's so general that you can be like, oh, okay. This fake psychic told me that at some point in the next 10 years, I'm going to meet somebody who impacts my life. Like, (laughs) okay. How many of us aren't going to have that happen? You know, it might not be the most life-changing encounter, but we're all going to meet somebody, you know, in 10 years. So sometimes I think we do, we make it so general that God could do nothing. And then we can be like, oh, well, look, I woke up today. So God answered my prayer for energy. (laughs) So yeah, I would encourage everybody listening, like take your, take your prayer one step more audacious, not because we're making demands of God, but really just to, to stretch your own faith muscles, right? Like, so, okay. If God is going to promise to equip you to do, to give you everything good for doing his will, and you're kind of making the list of what what you need for that. Like I picture a patron, right? I'm going to be your, your painting fairy godmother and I'm going to give you a studio and I'm going to give you all the art supplies you need. And all I want you to do is paint for a year and worry about nothing. Give me the list of what you need. Now, again, we don't come to God with that list, but I'm using this as an analogy. Like 
if you were going to be my painting fairy godmother patron and all I said was, oh, that's so generous. So, um, yeah, really, I could I could maybe use a few new paints and um, I don't know, maybe I'll I'll send you my electric bill because it's kind of high. Thanks. Like that's insulting to you. That is an insult to your generosity um, as opposed to. All right. So I would encourage us. Uh, to to kind of ask yourself that question, if God was going to promise to give you everything good for doing his will, and then he were, again, this is, this is hypothetical, because I think it can be carried to the point of being um, demanding of God and, and rude and turn selfish. But as a mental practice, picture yourself, God's, God's sitting before you kind of like what he did with Solomon, ask me anything. Right. And, but again, the focus is ask me for anything you need so that you can be equipped to do my will and see what first comes up. Cause I think that gives you a gauge of where you, where you're at. If, if the first things that come up kind of are, are kind of big. All right, God. So we need, I don't know, we need a hundred thousand dollars to fix the church basement because the foundation's in disrepair. How about that? Like, can we start there? Or is your very first question, well, God, can you please um, just help things to keep on going? Okay. It can kind of give you a feel for where you are. And then I encourage everybody, like, take one step closer. Okay. What if you were to pray with one degree more boldness? What would that include? And then for me, the next step isn't, oh, and then demand that of God right? To me, the next step is, okay, just use that to practice stretching your faith muscles. Can you even picture God providing, you know, that 24 seven praying Christian women prayer retreat center? Okay. Yeah. I can at least picture that. Does that mean that I'm demanding that of God today? No. Does that mean that I, that on March 29th, 2023, while I'm recording with Jamie, that God has promised he's going to provide us a prayer retreat center? No, but it's kind of stretching my my own faith muscles to remind myself God can do a lot more than what I initially think of when he says, you know, kind of come and ask me anything. Yeah, because you've got these two two verses in tension where it's, you know, you have not because you ask yeah. not that there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's very clear that there are things that that we don't have because we haven't asked for them. Mm-hmm. And then on the other mm-hmm. hand, you've got this. You haven't received because you ask with selfish motives. Mm-hmm. So as long as your heart is coming to him as a loving father and, mm-hmm. you know, this is, this is my heart's desire and I'm going to hold it with open hands to you and, and give you glory when you give them to me, whatever they are that you find mm-hmm. best. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's, yeah, but, but I think that's so wise not to, not to underestimate God and not yeah. to, not to hold back. And to keep it tempered, I think there is a difference between like, sometimes I need to tell Scott, like, I am just brainstorming right now because sometimes like I get so caught up in really grand plans and he thinks I'm like making a life plan where I might get nervous. Right. Right. Or he's thinking, okay, how are we going to make this happen? I'm just kind of, he's already making the phone calls. (laughs) I know. So, you know, I think this kind of practice, I think it's important for us to write, like the first step is to just, can you even dream up something cooler than what you're asking God for at the moment? Right. And that helps us not get to the point where we are 
just making demands of God, especially making demands of God for selfish gain. But I think it's more insulting to hold back, you know, kind of like that patron example or one of our kids, Jamie, I bet you can identify which one this is like, he'll on a daily basis, start a conversation with, you know, what would be really cool and dreams huge. And for us as parents, yes, we know, like we do not have the resources to make every single one of these wishes happen today. But I love that he comes to us with these huge dreams, right? It helps us to know what's on his heart and his mind. It helps me to remember, okay, like he's not asking necessarily for, you know, $5,000 worth of lumber so he can build a cabin in our backyard. He's just saying this would be really cool. What does that tell me? That tells me he likes to build things. So maybe I'm going to buy him like a $20 building kit for starters, right? But if he didn't come to us with those big dreams, I would feel sad because he's holding some of himself back from us either because he's like, oh, well, mom and dad are worried about money. So I don't want to mention these things or, oh, well, mom and dad never give me what I asked for anyway. So I, you know, and he's, he's not dreaming in a sense of, I am asking for this. He's just talking about what would be really cool. Right. And sharing that with you and right. Which I love because it is, it's a way to, to, get close to each other, right? Like it's, it's kind of fun to dream with people about things that may never happen, but it's so cool to to talk about what could. That's so good. I love it. I love the turn this conversation took because that's, that's really, really good. Yeah. Well, I hope that everybody got some little nuggets out of this and maybe um, what I sometimes love asking is like, what is your most audacious prayer? that you have ever prayed. And then I would say, see like the first answer that comes up and then ask yourself, like, is that, is that too small a thing for God? Maybe you need to kind of do what my kid does and just throw out lots of big ideas. And as you pray, like, I love this too. Like, okay, so let's take my kid. Maybe he's talking about building a cabin in the backyard that, you know, is going to cost way more money than what we have the resources to do. But as we talk about it, maybe it shifts and morphs. Maybe he just wants a place to hang out when his friends come over. And so maybe we're like, oh, well, let's get you like an outdoor canopy, right? (laughs) For like 50 bucks from Walmart. There, there's, and you and I have talked about this, Jamie, when you come to God with like one thing in mind, and then as you and God are talking through it, it does, it, it can change and morph. Maybe I come to God and like, dear God, give us a 24 seven prayer retreat center for praying Christian women. And, and then we get to, well, what's the prayer beneath the prayer? Is it that I want more fellowship and community? Is it that I want more intercession? Um, And what are ways that that those things can be incorporated into what we have right now Mm -hmm. without needing, you know, like a huge new space or something like that. That is so good. And it is true. When you go to God with something, um, when you don't hold back, there are times Mm -hmm. that just putting that out there and being prayerful is that two-way street where your prayers Mm -hmm. become shaped by the Holy Spirit just through, through brainstorming with God. I love it. Love it. I I can't wait to do it. I want to get off (laughs) and start praying right now. Yeah. 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 So that's everybody's homework. What's your most audacious prayer? And then just picture, okay, if God is standing right in front of you, like he did with Solomon saying, ask me for anything for doing Okay, what's he say? I will equip you with everything good for doing my will. What do you need? 
start with that, not as your shopping list to God, but just as the springboard for big dreams and see what happens. Well, thanks everybody for joining us and we will see you in a future Wednesday mini-sode. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.